Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we explore the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you are on the income and wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad that you're here. It's March. That means it's the start of Women's History Month. So it's the perfect time to talk about negotiation because I bet you have heard the research that says that women lose between $650,000 and a million dollars over the course of a 45-year career simply because they did not negotiate their very first job. You've heard that stat, right? I think it is so staggering. It is staggering in general, but it is even more so when you consider the ripple effect and the impact of that. Because the money that's left on the table by not negotiating your very first job, that doesn't just impact a person's life or your life in the current moment in real time. It also impacts your ability to create and grow wealth over time. So that's not an insignificant data point. So for the next few episodes, I'm going to share my thoughts and perspectives about negotiation. You can expect that we'll tackle strategies and tactics, but you can also expect, as per usual, a discussion that is very inward focused. Because from experience and observation, the conclusion that I've come to about negotiation is that it has just as much to do about your degree of self-awareness as it does about the outcome that you're negotiating for. So that's why I'm kicking off this conversation talking about negotiation, talking about chores. I know, it may seem crazy and odd to kick off a discussion and a series talking about negotiation, talking about chores. That is, though, until you notice a few parallels. So for example, when you don't like doing a particular chore, you tend not to do it. So if you don't like negotiating, you tend not to do it. Or if you don't like doing a particular chore, but you have to do it, then you maybe just do it in a half-assed way, right? And so similarly, if you don't like negotiating, maybe you have the tendency to avoid it, but then you also may have the tendency to not do everything that you can to do it well. So speaking of chores, (laughs) a little trivia about me. Starting as early as three years of age, I had them. At three, I had to make up my bed every morning. And my mother did not care whether all of the sheets fell to one side of the bed. That didn't matter. The point was, you get out of bed, you make the bed. And this is a habit that is still true for me today. Of course, as I grew older, the scope of my chores moved behind, beyond, I should say, my own bedroom to the rest of the house. And some of those chores, you know, certainly shaped how I take care of my household today. And some of those chores certainly shaped um, some of the things that I choose to do and I don't do. Uh, so for example, there was one chore that I absolutely hated doing. It was ironing the linen. Oh, 
I hated that so much that even today, I avoid ironing anything if I can possibly do so. I know I, I, I don't mind, even though I have a dishwasher, I don't mind doing dishes. I find that meditative. Uh, some people find ironing meditative. I am not one of those people. So why am I talking about chores? Again, because some people engage with the negotiation process in much the same way as people do with when it comes to chores that they don't like. And that means that you're setting yourself up to either avoid it or do it poorly. And I don't want that for you. So if you're listening and any of this is resonating with you, not only continue listening to this episode, but come back for the others that follow. But here's what I find so fascinating about negotiation. Because at the end of the day, it is a life skill that you and I, we use it in every area of life family life, social life, professional life, and we use it every single day. And because of that, I personally find it really odd that more of us don't actually think more widely when it comes to negotiating and think of it more as a form of communication. And in my opinion, this is a critical element, you know, thinking of it as a form of communication that frequently gets lost. And when that happens, you tend to overlook some other critical things too. Here are a few examples. First, expectations. What are your expectations? Not just about the outcome that you desire when it comes to the negotiation, but also about what you anticipate the experience of negotiating will be. Is it your default mode that negotiating always equals a conflict where there's just one option, win or lose? And in that regard, you fear that the other person or the other persons will win and you'll lose? That's one. The second is confidence. Now, here's what's really interesting, especially, again, it's March, it's Women's History Month, and you're going to hear a lot of gender-based stuff, right? But research has confirmed that self-confidence is gender-neutral. That same research, though, confirmed that the consequences of appearing self-confident are not. So a man who presents self-confidence, confident, that is typically embraced, A woman, on the other hand, who presents self-confident, sometimes not so much. So if you've had that experience, if you're listening as a woman and you've had that experience, do you ever then censor yourself when you are concerned with how others may respond to your expression of confidence in terms of what it is that you ask for when you are negotiating? And not only what, but how you ask for it. The third piece that can get lost is around boundaries. Now, we all know that boundaries guide every single relationship that we have in our lives. Some boundaries are implicit, others are explicit, but they exist in all types of relationships, from those that are transactional to those that are longstanding, from those that are personal to those that are professional. And when it comes to negotiating, being direct and asking for what you really want is always going to be better for everybody involved than being circuitous and kind of like, you know, dancing around the bush, if you will, and slowly coming around to your ask. And when you are aware of your boundaries, when you know them and you, and you express them, even when you don't feel comfortable, 
That's one way of being clear and direct. So these are but a few examples, expectations, uh, boundaries, and uh, confidence. These are just a few examples of what can get lost when you don't view negotiating as a form of communication, despite the fact that you and I negotiate every day about things and issues large and small, despite the fact that every day you not only negotiate with others, but also with yourself. And these are also the things that, you know, or these are what can, are representative of what can get lost when you don't view negotiation and communication as skills that actually go hand in hand so that you can get what it is that you want, get what it is that you deserve. And these are also what can get lost when you don't view negotiation as an exercise and greater self-awareness and thus as an inward focused exercise. I try to remember, and I'm using this podcast episode to remind you of this. When you negotiate, the first negotiation is always, always, always with yourself. Hence the reason it is so important to embrace an inside out approach and not let the idea that negotiation is a form of communication get lost. Because even if you are fully aware of the latest strategies or the best tactics, if you lose sight of that as your base, it diminishes the value and the importance and the positive impact of all of the strategies that you could possibly learn and all of the tactics that you could possibly implement. Again, When you are negotiating, you are communicating your expectations, your confidence, your boundaries, and so much more. And the reason that I use chores to kind of frame this discussion is because in essence, those very same dynamics are unfolding when it comes to your chores, right? Your parents are giving you chores and they have expectations around that. And doing those chores, it's it's teaching you a skill and it's helping you to build up some uh, confidence. And And for both you and and your parents, it's really helping you to dance with that boundary line, right? Because there are probably times when you will want to stretch that boundary and your parents, when you were growing up, would be like, "Uh, no, you're going, you're you're acting too much like an adult. But my whole point is that um, who knew that the chores of your youth were actually a great way for preparing you for a variety of negotiating scenarios as an adult. Who knew? So that's why I wanted to use that as an example. And the other reason why I wanted to use it as an example is because yes, now that we are adults, if there are chores that we don't wanna do, we don't have to. We can outsource them. We can get somebody else to do that. But what you wanna be mindful of is are you falling into, unwittingly falling into the trap of treating negotiation as if it is a chore that you don't like. Because again, if you do that, you'll end up avoiding it, 
or you'll end up negotiating in a way that harms you. And it may not harm you physically or emotionally or spiritually, but it may harm you in, from the standpoint of you don't get what you want, you don't get what you deserve. And as we talked about, that can have a ripple effect, not just on you currently, but in the future. So that person that did not negotiate that very first job or start negotiating as soon as they became aware of it, they're impacted not just about what's left on the table today, but the fact that over a 45-year career, they've left, you know, over a half a million to a million dollars on the table. So the point is this, um, avoiding negotiating or not doing it well for all of the wrong reasons, those are not prudent options because they're just too much at stake. There's too much at stake for you personally. There's too much at stake for you professionally. And so that's why I believe it is better to view negotiation more as an opportunity where all parties get together to communicate their respective visions, their goals, their expectations, and their boundaries with the intention of coming to a win-win outcome. Clearly, there's so much more to discuss when it comes to negotiating, and we will continue this conversation. And as we continue the, this conversation, we'll dive into the economic and social impact, especially on women, when we don't negotiate. But for now, that is it for today's episode, and I do thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. And hey, if you are an entrepreneur or small business owner, I want to let you know that I'm hosting the pricing retreat in the zone, how to price your genius on Thursday, March 26th. It's virtual, so you can join from anywhere. You don't have to make a trip to New York City. If you want to price more confidently and ensure that your prices will propel your business forward and not hold it back. And you want to ensure that your business's success translates positively to the health of your personal finances too, then let's hop on the phone and talk. You can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash price dash your dash genius. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash price dash your dash genius. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way to the end. I know that you have many options when it comes to podcasts, and I appreciate you including this as one of them. If you aren't already a subscriber, you can do so on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And while you're there, please leave a review and a rating because that's how people find us. And that's how we know if you like what we are creating for you. And if you're not already connected or if we're not already connected on social media, let's get connected. I'm really active on Twitter and Instagram. Just put my name in the search bar, Jacquette Timmons, and my respective handles will come up. And it will be a great way for us to continue the conversation of whatever happens to be the theme of an episode. So until next time, remember, it's about more than money. <laughs>